We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the award-winning Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by FanDuel. It's Friday, January 27th, 2023. Alex Berutha here with Shannon McEwen and Ken K-Train. Kreitz. All aboard! We had the All-Star starters announced uh, very recently. The West starters include Steph Curry, Luka Doncic, LeBron James, Zion Williamson, Nikola Jokic. Uh, East starters, Kyrie Irving, Donovan Mitchell, Jason Tatum, Kevin Durant, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Uh, the first two things that stuck out to me from this, no Sabonis as a starter in the West. I would have liked to see him over Zion. And uh, no Embiid in the East. Um, you know, I would have probably liked to see him over Durant. It's hard to say, honestly, because, you know, you don't have to have a center anymore. You're going to take Tatum out. Um, I know you're a Celtics fan, Ken, so you can't take Tatum Tatum out. But how about, I mean, Durant's injury and, you know, they, they never, it's baloney how games missed and this affects more on the West, but games missed are a problem, you know, and Durant's, how many has Durant missed? How many has LeBron missed? Well, and I mean, some of this too, you know, the all-star game, it's 50% fan vote. Yeah. 25% media, 25% players. I saw Bryce McGowan's get one player vote. I wonder who that was from. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's just like, I, I don't know. The starter stuff, I don't take it seriously. But the reserves, the reserves almost are a more fair process, which is ironic. Yeah. Um, but I, I, oh, I mean, I think. Marketing for subs, snubs, yeah. though. Sure. As a starter. Yeah, marketing is a bonus. Arian, Utah, Utah's supposed to only have three wins by now, and he's carrying that squad. I'll tell you on the on the West, my biggest snub is SGA. Um, oh yeah, yeah. I, I really feel like I, which I don't guard know who, do you sub for SGA? No, that's the problem, right? I mean, it's <laughs> got to be three guards in that scenario. Um, I I don't think Ooh, you can take Curry or, yeah. or Luca off. So, but S, SGA is the one guy who I I think really earned oh, um, or deserves an All Star uh, spot. Sabonis is a good good uh, good answer as well. Um, in the East. Um, again, their, I would, their whole their whole guard forward thing yes hurts the guards though. It's that's, it's more that's about just going, going small. 
Yeah. Yep, go go positionless on the All Star star- yeah. starters. We don't need to have Kyrie and Donovan Mitchell as starters. Just put the best five players from the East in the starting lineup. That's what I'd like to see. But yeah, Zion's probably the guy who would I'd take off the West for the East. I would be okay with Kyrie or Donovan Mitchell, who are both having great seasons. Um, removed in favor of a guy like Embiid. Yeah, uh, you mentioned Markinen. I brought this up in the pod yesterday. Markinen has not scored fewer than 20 points in a game since December 17th. He's East, 29, yeah. 29 points per game since then on basically 50-40-90. And I can't believe I'm saying this, but with Olenek out, he's even had to do more work. <laughs> yeah. It is pretty unbelievable uh, that you had to say that. So let's say something else. Uh, Ken, we had someone have a career high uh, last night. Yeah, Nick Claxton. The youngster with a career-high 27 points. It was in a losing effort to Shannon's beloved Pistons, 130-122. Remember, the Nets still without Durant. Before we let Shannon boast, though, let's check out the season 23-year-old Nick Claxton's having over 13 points a game, nine rebounds, league-leading 2.7 blocks per contest while shooting 69% from the field. Yes, the free throws are a problem. Claxton ranks 25th in nine-category leagues total stats. By the way, Ben Simmons scored zero points in the loss last night, left in the third quarter with a knee issue. Shannon, is that a new starting lineup I see for your Pistons? Yeah, the Pistons did roll out a new starting lineup. Before I jump into that, I do want to give Claxton some more praise. Okay. He's just been crazy valuable on the fantasy side and he's only getting better over the past 10 games he's averaging 33 minutes 33.6 minutes per 18 points 10.8 rebounds 3.4 blocks 76 seven we're gonna round up 78 percent uh from the floor um you know the only the the only yeah glaring hole in his game is free throw percentage really You know, he doesn't he's hit had, threes either, but he's just been a you know, top 22, 20, 20, ranked 22nd over the past uh, three weeks. Just Who had Claxton helping pick up the scoring with Durant out? The kids I had know. 20 or more points, uh, scoring points, not fantasy points, 20 or more scoring points in uh, each of the last five games. I would have last... to imagine even when Durant comes back, they're going to continue to run him. I mean, he's basically just seen more minutes. That's he's the change. They'd be crazy. Yeah continue to develop and also they don't have a true power forward on that team so it's like claxton and wings i know durant eight foot nine but he plays kind of a small forward game last night was claxton's third straight game scoring career highs um oh yeah and uh i saw that i knew that because i was watching i was watching pistons nets last night and they said that on the broadcast speaking of uh shannon we mentioned uh the new starting lineup um what did you see last night? What have you seen out, out of the Pistons lately? We saw Killian Hayes come off the bench. Yeah, it was an interesting, you know, interesting lineup for the Pistons. Killian Hayes, Isaiah Stewart, both coming off injury. Um, so I, I want to see if this is going to be a long-term starting lineup or if they're just playing around with things with both Hayes and Stewart kind of uh, just slowly getting back in the groove. Uh, that's My guess is this is the starting lineup they're going to run out for a little while. I mean, you've got Burks, Alec Burks entered the lineup over Killian Hayes, uh, Isaiah Stewart. Um, you know, we had, we had Sadiq Bay, Bogdanovich get the, the edge at the forward spots over Isaiah Stewart. 
I think they go with this and then Duran at, at the uh, at the center spot with with Ivy as the other guard. I would be surprised if they move off of this starting lineup. Um, they'll probably run it out for at least a few games. Um, and it's it's encouraging from a fantasy perspective. Uh, Sadiq Bay kind of took the the scoring load on. He had 19 attempts. He was 10 for 19 from the floor, five for eight from downtown. Um, he's a decent rebounder for a small forward. He had six, I'm sorry, nine rebounds uh, last night. Um, Jaden Ivy, that's really the, the most encouraging part for me is Jaden Ivy and just giving him a chance to operate as the point guard. Get him those reps while Cade is out for the season. You know, you know, it's it's really it's Ivy, Cave, and Duran that this team should be building around. And it seems like they're gonna, you know, lean on Ivy and Duran more for the remainder of this season. At least that's the hope. As a Pistons fan, as a someone who's invested in both of those players heavily on the fantasy side, um, I would love to see it. And it certainly helps that the team. Or maybe it doesn't help uh, since they're probably in tank mode, but they played really well uh, against the Nets is, you know, 130 points. It's been a while since I've seen them put up an offensive performance like that. And percent um, from the field. What's what's gotten into Hamadou Diallo lately? He's out there running around, sprinting on defense, playing or sprinting in transition like eight past eight games. He's 14 points a game, five boards, 1.6 steals, 70 percent from the field. Um, it's crazy. Man, it's... Man. He's like a deep league guy at this point. Yeah, he is definitely uh, deep league guy. I think he'll get the 15 to 20 minutes off the bench, kind of be the eighth or ninth man for him. Um, you know, one other takeaway from this is basically the takeaways are Bay, Duran, and Ivy all fantasy mm-hmm. value up, just slight upticks for 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 each of those three. Alec Burks, as long as he's in, in the starting lineup, he's going to be worth a look in most, you know, definitely 12 teamers, some 10 teamers. Um, I'm holding Killian Hayes in this scenario, though. He still played 25 minutes off the bench, um, had 12 attempts from the floor, hit a couple three-pointers, finished with 16, uh, five rebounds, three assists, and three steals. So if, you, if you're if you in a deep enough league where you already had Hayes rostered, I think it's worth holding on to him for at least a, another, you know, a couple more games to see how things play, play out. We had, uh, we had the Knicks beat Boston last mm. night. In OT, Julius Randle, the man cannot be stopped lately. 37, 9, and 2. Jericho Sims had a career high, 12 boards in 36 minutes. Seems like he's really going to be the center um, for the Knicks moving forward over Hartenstein. One shot, though. One shot in 36 One shot. Minutes. That is yeah, probably I mean, a, bat, a tip in, probably. <laughs> he has that sort of, like, he's just catching lobs out there, right? Um we mentioned Tatum as an all-star starter. First time as a starter in his career. Ken, what did you see from Boston? Voted, I think he came in as a sub in injuries once, but first time voted as starter. But I'm sorry. Go ahead, Alex. I was going to ask what you saw from the game last night. Jalen Brown has a free throw shooting issue. He really could have yeah. won this. <laughs> yeah. He, it, You know, he's like, I don't know, mid-70s his whole career. But uh, I always complain to my neighbors when we're watching he always seems to miss the free throw on an and one. Uh, he had a, I forget what game it was. He got fouled as a first half closed out with like one second left. He got fouled from three and missed all three free throws heading into the half. He's in his head on free throws. It's a problem. He expects to be an all-star this year, but the glaring weakness in his game is clutch free throws. And if you want the ball in money time, you got to hit your free throws. He was pretty hard on himself post game. 
He also missed yeah. a dunk that he clanged off the front rim. Uh, he basically, he, you know, this was a bad effort for him. He shot poorly. He has been dealing with uh, uh, some sort of ish, uh, injury, but frustrating, <laughs> frustrating. Ken, Ken's going to focus on the clutch free throws. I'll focus on the eight for 22 from the floor and one for eight from downtown. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Rough shooting night for him, but he is at a career high seventy nine percent from the line for the for the season. Yeah, I was um I was watching the end of that that Knicks Celtics game, but I had on the um like the TNT mosaic view because I was watching on League Pass, mm. and they were they were zooming in on the Knicks bench as Jalen Brown was going to the free throw line, and they were all laughing at him before he shot the first free throw. They were like laughing and pointing, and like I was like, mm. no, this is they must know that he is not ready for this. Um, so that was kind of a tough look, but um, you know, the Knicks, the Knicks are a legit tough team to play now. Like I watched that Cavs Knicks game the other night, the Cavs were really having a hard time. Um, so it's not, it's not as bad as it used to be to, to lose to the um, Knicks, even though you hate <laughs> it, you hate it to be that way, you know, but maybe this will be a turnaround opportunity for, for Jalen and he can start. Um, uh, he can get on a better track free throw shooting wise. Uh, Ken, we also had a, a good Paul George game last night. Vintage Paul George game last night, 35 points, four rebounds, seven dimes. Of course, it was a win over the lowly San Antonio Spurs. George shot 14 of 19 from the field, which include five threes. He also had three steals and a block. So the PG, uh, you know, PG's now played in four straight games. I think his buy low window maybe has closed. Let's see if he could be nice if he could stay healthy for a run here. But for all, all Paul George managers, um, finally maybe he's ready to go on a hot streak. Yeah, the 35 minutes of playing time in a 38-point win um, is certainly encouraging for Paul George's health. Yeah. Um, you know, I, get, I could see him and Kawhi. Kawhi with 31, um, too. Yep. <clears throat> I could see him and Kawhi kind of – trading off and on at monster nights, but uh, certainly very encouraging to see uh, PG 13 put together a game like that. And, and, you know, the, the all encompassing game, he has the five, three pointers, one block, three steals. You know, that's, that's like, like Ken said, vintage Paul George. Yeah. On Tuesday, I read like basically a buy low sell high trade column and Paul George was my buy one of my buy lows um, last week, you know, like, I just thought if you're, I mean, if you're towards the bottom of your league, you just start, you need to start gambling on upside. And I think like Shannon kind of mentioned Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, like if the Clippers we're 50 games into the season, if the Clippers want to start having any sort of hope of making waves in the playoffs, they need to just play these guys and get them chemistry. Like they got to start playing on second half of back-to-backs, that whole thing. So I think this is, I mean, like also like Ken said, buy low might be over, um, but if you can swing maybe like a trade two guys for Paul George situation, I might not hate that if you're low in the standings because we got a really important waiver wire period coming up after the trade deadline. And if you're super aggressive, you can fill out your bench that way. Uh, with Clippers are only one game out of the play-in. They need to go on a run. Yeah, they do. They do. Uh, let's go to the fan feedback, Ken. Yeah, and fans, if you'd like us to answer a question, please post a comment in our most recent Rotowire YouTube NBA video. This week, YouTube superfan GetXReal asked, How do you feel about this trade? Halliburton for Ben Simmons and Miles Turner. I have Turner Simmons. Thoughts, gentlemen? 
I think uh I think well I a two for one trade, um, if it's a shallower league, like I like this more if it's a shallower league. Uh if you get Halliburton, just because um you know, there's more waiver guy. wire options. Yeah. Well, if it's a deeper league, sometimes you just want a little bit more depth um, because the, the waiver wire options are so thin. But yeah, I just prefer Halliburton here. He's truly an elite fantasy player. Um, and Turner and Simmons, you know, if you need the blocks, you got to keep Turner. But Halliburton's giving you plenty of defensive stats. Who knows what's going to go on with Miles Turner at the trade deadline. But I think he'll be in a good position either way, whether he stays or gets traded. And I just don't trust Ben Simmons, really. Yeah, Halliburton returned to non-contact practice this week. Um, my guess is his return to to game action is right around the corner. Um, you know, unless he unless he has some kind of setback, this is the time. This is the type of deal I would look to make. Absolutely, you're adding a top ten fantasy player on a per game basis. Um, is you know the only real question is. Can you, uh, the format matters and can you afford to lose the blocks? <clears throat> if you're a points-based league, it's a no-brainer. Um, if you're, if you can afford to lose the blocks from Turner, it's a no-brainer. You know, Simmons give, gives you some upside with, with assist and rebounds and, and some of the defensive stats, but he's, yeah, he's almost just a, a average overall fantasy player because he's going to hurt you in so many other categories yeah. too. I mean, he, he's, a non-factor in three-pointers and free-throw shooting. So, you know, scoring, you know, he, he's – I made the mistake of calling him uh, Draymond Green 2.0, but in truth, he's a poor man's Draymond. We all know it. We all know it. <laughs> and uh, left the game early last night, too, so we don't yeah. know – we don't really have any news on that injury, do we, Alex, for Simmons? No, I don't think so. Yeah, and like I like, uh, like I mentioned that in the in the last section, like, that post-trade deadline waiver period, the most two important waiver periods in fantasy after week one and after the trade deadline. And yeah. if you if you feel like you can sacrifice depth right now, that's okay. Because if you have a ton of, if you play with a fab budget for waiver wire and you got a ton of money left, you can just go crazy after the trade deadline, take some gambles and uh, maybe be really aggressive that way. Let me throw um, this in too. Miles Turner has been no Cal Ripken over the past few years. He's played 41 games this season. He's been healthy all season this year, but he's always kind of an injury risk too. I know, even though I know obviously Halliburton's hurt now. Yeah, and if depending on the league size, you could have a guy like Walker Kessler or some someone else who racks up a lot of blocks that you could, you know, that free roster spot that you're creating, you can mm -hmm. go pick up someone who blocks shots and make up for that categorical loss. Mm -hmm. All right, nice answers, gentlemen. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed 
on this podcast. That's indeed.com slash blue wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Uh, let's go to the waiver wire. Boston and Utah with only two games next week. Uh, about half of the league has four games. Mm-hmm. So nothing too crazy for us. But keep an eye on that. And you know, we just mentioned Walker Kessler. Not a great streaming option this week, but someone who I still think should be rostered in um, almost all fantasy leagues at this point, at least 12 teamers. Uh, my available and 50% of leagues player, Brandon Clark of the Memphis Grizzlies, who is 60% roster in Yahoo, 49% in ESPN. So we have Steven Adams out three to five weeks with a sprained right knee. Uh, Adams has missed the past two games. So Tillman, Xavier Tillman started the first game, which was against the Kings. Clark starts the next game against the Warriors. Clark only got 13 minutes in that first game off the bench, then 32 minutes as a starter. Usually pretty rare that he sees 32 minutes. It's possible this minutes and starting fluctuation situation could be an issue. Either way, I still think over a three or four game sample, it balances out to be good fantasy production. And in Clark's four starts this season, 13 and a half points and 75% from the field. Nine boards, 1.8 assists. That's a rosterable player. Um, Shannon and I were talking before the podcast about whether this Tillman versus Clark thing is, is this a matchups thing? You know, Sacramento and and Golden State are obviously very different. Or is this a, hey, we're going to bring Clark off the bench because uh, we're not sure about this, the, the duration of Adam's injury. I'll let you kind of take that, um, Shannon. Yeah, I mean, I certainly feel like it could be matchup-based starting lineups for Memphis. Um, you know, to be determined, we'll have to just keep a close eye on that. Um, it makes sense that that Tillman would start against Sacramento, and then for a smaller lineup like Golden State, you have Clark out there. Um, but I feel like most lineups uh, in the NBA these days uh, lean more towards Golden State-style lineups yeah. than than a tradition. You know, a traditional big. There's not there's not a ton of teams that have that down low post presence who's the centerpiece of their offense so if they're playing in bead and a couple other team you know against Embiid and the sixers and some other teams of course they'll go that route but there i think clark will earn a lot of starts either way um i also think that it's possible they said okay adams is out this first game we're going to go with tillman but once they figured out the extent of adams in- injury and knew he was going to be out for two, three, four weeks, how wrong ends up being a long-term injury situation. They said, let's plug Clark in there. Um, he's the better player, uh, in my opinion. And and actually, you know, going back to that Turner, Simmons, and Halliburton trade, 
here's a guy that you could pick up who would be able to get blocks for you. Um, he, he was 1.1 blocks per game last season in 19.5 minutes. And if he's playing close to 30 minutes per game, I mean, he has upside to get one and a half or two blocks per game. I think they just put Tillman in to absorb, absorb early fouls. Yeah. Uh, from Sabonis because they didn't want Clark getting in foul trouble right away. Well, and, and Tillman, Tillman's not some uh, mountain of a man. He's 6'8". Right. He's 6'8". Yeah. I mean, he's 6'8", 245. He's got good size, but it's not like he's out there. As he's like, like 24 protector. going on 55. He looks right. like he should be giving advice at a hardware store. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, okay. Ken, who's your player? Yes. Well, before I get into my player fans, if you like our videos, please hit like and subscribe below my player cover guy this week, the eight foot nine wingspan, Jonathan Isaac of your Orlando magic managed in 45% of Yahoo, a third of ESPN leagues. Hopefully you stashed him on your IR spot as we've been discussing all season. He's still on a minutes restriction right now. But he did pass the eye test in the two games he's played so far. Remember, uh, 2019-20, he averaged 1.6 steals and 2.3 blocks per game, plus 12 points and seven boards. Look, this pick is all about upside. Fantasy ballers have been burned by Isaac's bad health in the past. But, look, there's a dearth of options right now on the waiver wire. And nobody out there with Isaac's upside. Um, you know, the Magic, Orlando's at 19 wins, 29 losses. Do the Magic make a trade to clear up our little roster space? I think they should. I'll get into that later. But I just love the upside of Jonathan Isaac. And if he gets hurt again, fine, you're back to the waiver wire. But there's no one sitting on the waiver wire with this kind of upside right now. Right. Yeah. Isaac's upside is like a more efficient peak Josh Smith, you know, defensive monster can score some, can hit some threes, but you know, he's again, way more efficient than, than Josh Smith ever was. Um, I do think it's going to take some time until Isaac is playing, you know, over 20 minutes per game, Uh, not 10 and eight minutes in his first two games. He's sitting Friday night. They've already ruled him out. Um, a, for, for injury management, um, there's going to be a lot of those types of games as well. So, you know, if he's sitting at two out of every three or three out of every, or I'm sorry, one out of every three or one out of every four games, it would not be a surprise, but it totally agree, Ken. Great, great pickup. Someone you can stash and then plug into your lineup once he starts getting 20 minutes of run. Yeah. And they're, um, they're trying to find out ways to carve out minutes for him. Yeah, You know, Mo Wagner saw a reduction in minutes. We have Terrence Ross just not in the rotation anymore. Uh, Bull Bull's minutes are coming down. So it seems like they're, they're going to work him in there. Um, I think that's a, I think it's a good pickup. Uh, Shannon. All right. Take us away. You know, we've talked about this guy a lot. Um, uh, oddly, still very little owned. Dennis Schroeder, starting point guard for the Los Angeles Lakers. He is locked in to the starting lineup for the Lakers. Uh, he is rostered in 37% of Yahoo leagues, 27% of ESPN over the past week, which is four games total. Uh, he is the 31st best fantasy player uh, in, in those four games. He's averaged 35 minutes per uh, 14.8 points, six rebounds, 5.3 assists, 2.5 steals. 
uh, shooting percentage, not great. You know, it's, it's all the more impressive. He, he's going through a shooting slump and he's still the 31st ranked fantasy player over the past week, only shooting 36% from the floor, but 92% from the line. Um, there's going to be some ups and downs. He's going to have some duds, but it, it's, it is confusing to me that he's not rostered in more lineups. I mean, he's topped 40 fantasy points in three of the past four games. Um, and the minutes are just insane. I, I don't think that <laughs> those minutes are going to go down. So there's and, warts, there's warts with this recommendation, but I think Schroeder deserves consideration in 10 team leagues um, and should be owned in 12 teamers. Always been a gaudy steals guy too. Um, yeah, really inconsistent. I'm, I'm curious what his scoring looks like if Davis stays healthy, but that's clearly a big if to say if Anthony Davis stays healthy. Without Davis, they desperately need his scoring. Could help his assist that Davis is back though. Yeah. Uh, another target to throw to. Uh, okay, my long shot this week, DeLon Wright of the Washington Wizards, who I believe Shannon beat me out for in the Keeper League. Uh, yes. Not as um, bad as when you beat me out for the cockroach, but yes, go ahead. Yeah, the man, McConnell. Oh. Get, get this man a max contract. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but DeLon so the, Wright, DeLon Wright, yes. The the government doesn't want you to know that DeLon Wright ranks 50th per game in nine cat leagues. <laughs> a um, defensive wizard, DeLon Wright. Yes, uh, so to speak. Nunn had a, uh, Kendrick Nunn, new Washington wizard, had a, he had a nice game in his Wizards debut, played more than I thought he would. Um, but Monte Morris was out for that game. I think they'll all have opportunities for minutes, but Nunn is the worst guy in that group. So I'm not worried about him taking Wright's minutes or anything. And um, they were playing Jordan Goodwin and stuff like that. But over the past seven games, DeLon Wright, eight and a half points on 50% from the field, 4.7 dimes, 3.9 boards. Most importantly, 2.3 steals, 1.33s. And if you're a nine cat, 0.9 turnovers. Seeing minutes in the low 20s. I don't expect him to suddenly be seeing minutes in the high 20s or the low 30s unless, you know, Monte Morris and Kendrick Nunn get hurt or something like that. But he's just he's just proving to be like he must be rostered now in pretty much every league just because of the steals production. Even in points leagues, it's enough uh, at this point. So don't let the low minutes fool you. Um, he's got to be rostered. Yeah, I would value him comparable value to Alex Caruso. So if sure. you if you are desperate for steals um in 12 or 14 teamers, uh I think right is worth a look. David Aldridge, who's now covering the Wizards for the Athletic, but longtime NBA scribe, he loves DeLon Wright. He wrote like three columns on the Wizards are struggling because DeLon Wright's hurt. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't done I haven't done like a real deep dive into like is he is he really bringing up the team numbers? But I can I can look into that. But let Ken, let's I digress. Let's go to your long shot of the week. I'm going with Precious Achua of the Toronto Raptors, managed in 35 percent of Yahoo leagues, but only seven percent of ESPN. It's like Toronto just remembered they have this 23 year old asset in Achua. They're letting young Christian Coloco get a run of the G League, which I think is smart and something they should have done a month ago. Toronto has four games this week. In the last seven games, Achua has 13 points, seven boards, 1.4 stocks, 0.73s while shooting 53% from uh, the field. Uh, not a very flashy pick, 
But if you need big man uh, stats this week, uh, I think they're finally giving a Chua run in Toronto, which is frankly a team that needs to figure out what they're doing. Yeah, Precious, he had uh, a nice little stretch of two spot starts um, before moving back to the bench in the most recent game on Wednesday night against Sacramento. But, Still but had even, 19 points off the bench. In that exactly. Game. Yeah, yeah. 19 and five with 28 minutes off the bench. So he, he's the type of player who can put up a decent stat line, even if he's only seeing the 25 to 28 minutes per. So I think that's a, a good suggestion, Ken. Um, my long shot of the week. This is a very long shot, speculative Ooh. long shot. Drew Eubanks, big man for the Portland Trailblazers. Nurkic left Thursday night's game due to injury, and, and Eubanks was the guy who stepped up. And we saw this last season when Nurkic was down. Eubanks had a stretch towards the end of the season where he started 22 consecutive games for Portland. And over that 22-game stretch, he averaged 30 minutes per 14.5 points, 8.5 rebounds, uh, eh, 1.3 stocks, um, and, and it doesn't really hit threes. He has upside to get more blocks. He's blocking more shots this season. He's at 1.2 and 19 minutes per. Um, so if that if that is a legit improvement, there's some block upside here as well. Um, but but Hugh Banks, if Nurkic is out long term or misses even just the next week, he's he's going to be a streaming option. We'll have to uh, see what happens. We don't have any additional, uh, we don't have any details on Nurkic's injury yet. Just knew that we just know that he left last night's game uh, with a calf injury and did not return. So keep even an eye with, on that. Even with Nurkic around, last five games, seven points, seven boards, two point four blocks. While shooting seventy percent from the field from Eubanks, his uh, his blocks production fluctuates, but I think he, it might just be a coaching thing because he's plenty athletic to get up there and block shots. He's dunked on some people this year, um, so yeah, that's a good speculative ad. Would you say uh, he has sneaky athleticism? Yeah, it's a little it's <laughs> it's a little sneaky. Nod you know? to Chris Liss. Yes, yeah, it's like you're watching. Yeah, you're watching Christian Christian Brown in uh, Denver, and you're like, whoa. It's a little <laughs> bit like that. Um, okay, Ken, who is your dull suggestion? Oh, this is a really dull one. Dorian Finney-Smith of the Dallas Mavericks, managed in 27% of Yahoo Leagues, only 9% of ESPN. DFS in his last five games, which are all starts, by the way, uh, over 11 points, over six boards, over two assists, one stock, and two three-pointers per game. Dallas is missing Christian Wood for another week. Kleber's out for the season. The depth on this squad is terrible. They were praying for DFS to return, which tells you how bad their depth is. Look, Finney Smith is woefully boring. Uh, that's why he, he's a dull suggestion of the week, but he can get you top 100 value on a consistent yet dull basis. Yeah, just one of those guys who, um, if you're in like a 16 team league, you're like, am I, do I have, I can't drop this guy. <laughs> right. He's like, you're he's like trapped on your roster. Yeah, he's got, <laughs> he's got like that, those Royce O'Neal vibes. And, uh, so I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. he's coming off his best game of the season. You know, he, yeah. Luca left last night's game due to injury, um, but 18 and 12, well, he could give you a little bit of everything. Uh, let's go to our Friday DFS picks brought to you by FanDuel. 
Fans, sign up for FanDuel now and compete for millions of dollars in prizes each day. Choose your best NBA lineup and compete to win real cash. I got to have you start doing the intro to the podcast, too. <laughs> My God, the you keep, energy. You keep, you keep you know, nudging me to bring the energy. I, so I it's amazing. More and more ridiculous with that. I mean, this is this is what happened to the guy that does the NBA.com top 10. If you ever yeah. watch oh, that, yeah, he started now, saying yeah. it faster and with more. Yeah. And I can't even tell what he's, he's just screaming at the end of it. <laughs> uh, that is amazing. Okay. Five games slate today. Very quiet yeah. Friday for yeah. us. Um, I don't know what's going on. There must be something else in the sports world going on because uh, there's a ton of games tomorrow on Saturday. Um, and I am not looking forward to hand- <laughs> covering that at work. <laughs> Normally, I like my Saturdays, but uh, this one's kind of sneaky. Okay, so we have uh, the two highest over-unders, two sort of big ones here. Milwaukee at Indiana, 239. And Memphis at Minnesota, 239. That Memphis at Minnesota game, you got to pay attention to it because we have Desmond Bain questionable. Mm. We mentioned uh, Stephen Adams out. And uh, we have Gobert questionable for that game as well. I believe it's the front end of a back-to-back for Minnesota. And Gobert's got that groin injury going on. So don't be shocked if he sits. And, um, you know, that the Minnesota doesn't really have great backup center options. So this could be a great Brandon Clark opportunity if are Gobert you, are you sits. Are finally turning your back on Nas Reed? Yeah, dude. <laughs> I he's great per minute, but he can't even get the per minutes anymore. He can't, he's getting yeah. like 14, 15 minutes, he's even regressed. when Gobert is out. And yeah, you know, you and I made the trade in the keeper league. I was like, I think I just have to drop Nas Reed for Tim Hardaway at this point. And um, yeah, it's pretty bad. Uh, as always, if you want more insight on these injuries, the Rotowire lineups page, Rotowire news page, and you can try Rotowire for free including our DFS lineup optimizers uh, by going to rotowire.com slash try. Uh, when looking at this slate, Shannon, where are you turning for value uh, or for players you think will be under rostered? Well, we'll start with, with Rudy Gobert. I do think if, if Gobert is active, I think he's a solid option. Um, yeah. he, he's coming off back-to-back 40-point fantasy games. Um, 45.7, um, 34 and 36 minutes in those two games. So if he's active, um, I think he's a, a pretty good option. He also probably will have low ownership. Um, that was definitely the case on Wednesday night. I had him in my lineup. I believe it was three or 4%, depending on the GBP you were in. Um, so there's, there's plenty of upside there. He's under 8,700. And if, if go bears out, I do like Nas Reed, um, fifty three hundred on FanDuel. There's some there's some issues there, um, as Alex mentioned, but I, I still like him at, at fifty three hundred. Uh, another comparable option in that price range on the other side of that matchup is Brandon Clark. So we've talked about him in detail. I would expect this is this will actually be a very telling matchup. This will let us know. If Clark or Tillman, you know, if it is a matchup based decision, because if Gobert starts and Tillman gets the nod, then it's pretty obvious. If Reed starts and Clark gets the odds, same thing. We know we know it's a matchup based decision for the Grizzlies as far as who their starting center will be with Adams out. So that's one game I'm watching the middle, the the Milwaukee and Indiana game. I mean, 
<clears throat> pretty a lot much of questionable it, guys. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, with with Halliburton out, um, Indiana, their rotation has been wide open. There's been a a you know three four different mm-hmm. guys who've seen a nice boost. Is McConnell um, still discounted, or is he getting too pricey? He, he is pricey now. I don't think it's too pricey because the production's mm-hmm. been outstanding. So with McConnell is at uh, seventy four hundred for tonight. He, I think he was at seventy seven hundred on Wednesday. Um, but you're talking about a guy who's still averaging 40 fantasy points over the past three games and has 30 or more minutes in each of those three games. So if he starts, um, which will almost definitely be the case, uh, I still think he's in play at 7,400. Um, the buddy healed. I like a little bit more for tonight. He, he's at 6,800. Um, you know, we'll have to see what happens with miles Turner questionable tag. Uh, if Turner sits, got to go with, Isaiah Jackson, right? Is yeah. that it's gotta be Jackson, right? Anyone else yeah. who would maybe Smith, maybe be an option Uh Car- well Car- Carlisle clearly does not like Isaiah Jackson. Uh, <laughs> or or Jalen Smith, but it does seem like when Turner sits that they they give Jackson some minutes. I'm, Someone must play center. Uh <laughs> and you know what? We got Daniel Tice looming. That oh, is, is he really? I'm told baby. I'm told. There's a chance he's not like an every game guy, but as this season has gone along and, and Carlisle is clearly frustrated with the backup center situation, I Tice might get out there, man. Uh, he might. <laughs> we'll see. I think he's already. Rolling... Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. I think Tice is already ruled out for Friday. He, and, he is, you he know, is. for the sake of our listeners, I'm going to move the conversation away from him. Do <laughs> Can you? We'll discuss him more afterwards if you're that excited. No. Isaiah Jackson, last two spot starts, which were, were just two weeks ago, um, 40.5 fantasy points and 35.9. So he is the guy I would go with if Turner sits. Um, you know, Neesmith uh, and, and Nemard are both questionable as well. Um, again, that's just more McConnell. That's more Buddy Heald. That's, uh, that's the rookie wing. And Mathurin? Matherin. Matherin. Yeah. I'm going to get it wrong every time. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I know. <laughs> but he's Duarte. a talented rookie. Did Duarte. Absolutely. Duarte is actually the one who I think has been priced out. Uh, let me, uh, 5,100 is not too bad. Well, I, I mean that he only had 42 fantasy points the last game because he had six steals. He was yes. possessed. Yes. Uh, I, I don't really know what that was about. So. I think Neesmith too has Neesmith's really on the decline. He's missed like his last 15 shots or something. Oh, he's just not yeah. good. Uh, that's, <laughs> that could also be it. That, hustle that guy. Certainly be it. Um, what about on the Milwaukee side, Alex? What I wanted to ask you, we've got Bobby Portis out long-term, right? How is he out for at least a few weeks? I think two weeks at least. Yeah. yeah so two weeks. If you're playing DFS, you know, Bobby Portis back up, Big man for the Bucks, but averaging thirty fantasy points per game. Who who makes up? Who who gets that production for the Bucks with Portis out? Well, they brought Wes Matthews into the rotation. Ugh. That's not actionable. Uh, but Joe Ingles, <laughs> uh, Joe Ingles saw twenty seven minutes last game with with Bobby out, and I he's just been great for the Bucks. Uh, he can I pass. Think, they need yeah. guys who can pass. They do because. You know, Drew Holiday is a good point guard, but he's not, he's not like a dimer. Um, you know, that Ingles, the Ingles Giannis pick and roll, it's nice. Like, Ingles knows exactly how to find Giannis in the right spots. 
I think they'll, I think they'll give uh, Ingles more of a shot. And he's, you know, he's got his three point stroke back after really struggling early in the year. So, you know, they're going to give some minutes to West Matthews and some minutes to Nawara, and maybe they'll give Bochamp some minutes here or there, but Portis you know, Milwaukee. Portis out for two weeks is a real problem. It is. I mean, he's just such a reliable six man for them. Um, so they're going to try to piece it together, but I think more Ingles because they want, you know, the point of Ingles was, hey, we need a we need a guy who we can trust in the playoffs here for like 15 to 25 minutes a game. So you may as well just throw him out there. You don't want to overextend him, but um, yeah. Yeah. you can't. Lopez is too old to keep him, uh, pouring more minutes into Brooke Lopez. Yeah, Ingles, Ingles is one of those guys who's always going to make the right play on the basketball court, and that's going to help the Bucks win and, and just, you know, run a better better offense and all that good stuff. But he's, he is inconsistent from the fantasy side as, as yeah. far as production goes. 4,400 uh, for tonight's slate. Um, but I, I agree, that was the first guy I looked at as well. The 27 minutes is nice. He does have the capability to pop off for, for over 30 fantasy points. There's just, you know, the, 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 the ceiling and the floor, um, there's a wide gap between the two. So, yeah. you know, he could play 25 minutes and get you eight fantasy points, unfortunately, but he, he is someone to consider a um, couple other options. I'm looking at Jalen Williams for OKC. He's under 6,000, 5,900. He's a guy who has a high ceiling and a low floor too. He, you know, it seems like every other game it's 40 fantasy points or 18 fantasy points. So there's risk there, but in a lot, in a lot of GPPs, I'm going to take that risk and hope it's one of the 40 point nights. Um, basically in the past, looking at the past six games, three of them over 40 fantasy points. Uh, and then the other three, 20.2 or lower. So right. Well, and uh, how it goes. Lou Dort. Lou Dort's yeah. out for OKC yeah. for just the second time this season. He just doesn't miss games. So this is an interesting opportunity for Jalen Williams. And I'm sure plenty of people are going to take flyers on Aaron Wiggins and, and Trey Mann. And I think that's all justified. Um, make, sure you get the right Jale, make sure you get the right Jalen Williams. My little yes. community announcement. Yes. Uh, J-A-L-E-N. Jalen Williams. The, the uh, other Jalen Williams... The other Jalen Williams has a Y in his name so that yeah. you know, why am I picking this player up? <laughs> why am I going to put him into my DFS lineup? It's right there, right in front of you. There's no good reason. Uh, <laughs> we also have Donovan Mitchell questionable for this game. Obviously, that's a that's a Karis LeVert situation. If um, if Mitchell's out, can't hurt to go a little bit of Garland as well. And I also, I don't hate Mobley or Jared Allen against that small OKC front line. Mobley uh, finally let him in shots last the other night. Multiple well, games. He's, he's been great for the, like yeah. three, four games in a row now. And, and he's a guy who I think, you know, he was, a, he's been sneaky. His production, it's sneaky how, how much his production's kind of seen an uptick with Mitchell, uh, Donovan Mitchell yeah. out. So Still not with, hitting threes yet. Need him to hit some threes, but yeah, yeah. he's definitely creeping up. Creeping He'll, up. Yeah. I, I don't know if he's ever going to be that guy. Like he's, he's just, he's a 69% shooter from the free throw line. He was 66 yeah. last year. Right. It's just, the precedent, the precedent for guys shooting under 75% from the free throw line and being competent three-point shooters is pretty low. Um, there's just a few guys like his shot doesn't look bad. It's it's got a little hitch in it. Um, but you know, I him like Adebayo, I don't think ever Adebayo's ever shooting threes. I don't think DeAndre Ayton. 
DeAndre Ayton took a three-pointer that looked so bad the other night that it shocked me. Like, he's not – he will he never has no be a business. three-pointer. He has no business even launching those. No yeah, shot. To, to close up on, on our DFS yes. segment, you know, it is the Cavs. If Mitchell sits again, which I would assume it's the case, there was somebody, you know, he sat Thursday with the groin injury. Um, this is the second game of a back-to-back. There's a chance he could get out, get, get back in, in front. But the way, the way his injury looked on Tuesday night, I would be surprised yeah. if he plays. I mean, he had a monster 60-point fantasy game on Tuesday against the Knicks. Um, but I would be surprised if he plays tonight. It seems like they'll probably err on the side of caution. And with Mitchell out, Lavert, Karis Lavert, an extra 9.2 fantasy points on FanDuel with, with Mitchell out. Garland, an extra 8.7 yep. per game. And these aren't these aren't like small two or three game sample sizes. These nine games without Mitchell for Lavert, eight games without Mitchell for, for Garland. And then Mobley, also nine games for him. 6.3 extra fantasy points per game. He basically goes from, you know, being a, you know, uh, not a, not a great value at 7,300 with 32 fantasy points per game up to 30, 38, 39 with Mitchell out. Um, you must which, check. Which great, must check the, you must check the Rotowire lineups page before uh lineups lock tonight to see if Donovan Mitchell's playing or not. I think that wraps it up, Ken. And fans, uh, gentlemen, great advice during the FanDuel DFX section. Fans, remember, FanDuel is providing a special offer to all users. Sign up for FanDuel, play $1 in an NBA contest, and receive $10 instantly. I love just the $10. (laughs) You could buy like two coffees. Uh, Three hot dogs, maybe. Yeah, two. Maybe. On hot dog night. (laughs) <laughs> um, all right, let's uh, let's take that energy and let's roll. Let's parlay it into the old man rant. Ah, what are the Orlando Magic doing? This damn team is three and zero versus my Celtics, yet they're nineteen <laughs> wins and twenty nine losses. They have loads of young talent, but similar to Magic lineups from over the past ten years, the pieces don't fit. They have too many giant but flawed bigs, preventing solid development for most of them. And they have three tweener guards who can't shoot. All of this leads to awkward offensive sets, players seemingly confused over their roles, and another losing season. Learn from past Orlando disasters. Decide on a top seven rotation and deal the rest for a veteran shooter. There is talent on this roster. Develop it. Ah, It's uh. It's kind of impressive. It's it's impressive that Bancaro has looked so good despite there being like no spacing around him. Mm-hmm. You know, because he he thrives. He's just like a big man. He likes to work his way inside. You know, it's like he's uh, got to shoot over Bull Bull half the time. Bull Bull's just standing in front of him, doesn't know where to go. Right. Yeah. Um, they're still interesting, but it feels like the only player that's not really affected by any of this is Franz Wagner, who just continues to be yeah. really good night after night and play this within the floor of the offense. This is a talented roster, but you can't develop this many youngsters at the same time. Do you bail on Suggs? Do you bail on Carter? But bail on someone and just make a decision. Who are we sticking with? Who are we going to develop? And go with it. And First get a thing shooter. They, get yeah. a shooter, for goodness sakes. I mean, first thing they need to do is, and they've done this with, you know, they 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 took Terrence Ross out of the rotation 
yeah. has zero minutes DNPs each of the past two games. Should've, That's should've a move in the right direction. Should have traded him last year. At the yep. Deadline. But now, now you need to do the same exact thing with Gary Harris, um, yeah. which it doesn't look like they're, they're near doing because Harris is he's coming off yeah. 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 A, a season high, 22 points. Yeah. He can't made, shoot either. Yeah. No, nope, right. no. Nope, made 11 straight. Uh, I, I mean, Gary, Gary Harris, can't shoot. He is a three point shooter. I I'm, I'm not going to take he that was. slander. He was, Ken, he was six for six from downtown last night. He is over the past four games. He is seven. Let's see. Eight, 14 for like, well, let's see. We got some cool tools on RotoWire. 14 <laughs> for, for 20, 70% from downtown over the past four games. We're not, we're not going to have the slander. He can hit a three. He shoots seven game times a game, but I don't think. Shoot. No, I and I don't think you know a twenty-eight-year-old guard um, who's not a long-term asset for you should be in the starting lineup when you have so many young, intriguing pieces to develop. Yeah, well, and that's the thing. I mean, the Pistons—they were like, "Well, let's get Bojan Bogdanovich, and we'll we'll sort of create this offense that makes sense." That's the thing. It's like you can have some veterans on your team, and you can have a ton of young guys on your team, but put together a team that functionally has an identity. A Can true point guard, a true shooting guard, a yes. true small. Like young players need to know their roles. Then you can get cute once they have confidence. Once well, this is the, doing. this is the situation the Raptors kind of back themselves into. It's like, hey, we're gonna build this team of like six foot seven guys who all do these everything, these and, things kind of yeah. well. And then it's like, wait, none of them can cross anybody over, and we don't have a center, <laughs> and we have no bench, and all right, of a sudden you're just right. not that good. Right. Your team identity, <laughs> you just don't have a team identity other than like we run in transition. And play yeah. good defense. Okay. Um, no point. Let's uh, mispronounce names. I don't think we had any. Uh, Matherin was a little bit of a catch-up or a hang-up, but, you know. That's been documented. Mathurin, Mathurin also sounds cool. So, you know, it's hard not to, to want to I'm, say that. I'm just trying to make him math. sound cooler. Right. Math. Math is B good. math. Uh, okay. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for joining us on the Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast. It is presented by FanDuel. Ken. Take us out of here. Let's go to Atlanta yet again, because I can't get enough Charles Barkley. When asked if Zion should be an all-star starter last night, Sir Charles said, I would have went with Sabonis or Markinen. I don't think you can miss 20 games in the first half of the season. I just don't think that's fair. Attention, passengers. This three-car fantasy train wreck has hit the end of the line. (laughs) Woo-hoo!